0: And welcome to another edition of the Living Large Theater Podcast. How you doing? I am Billy Santiago, along my good friend of 35 years, Gary Rodriguez, here to bring you another edition of What We Do Best. We just talk, man. We have conversations because that's how we roll. And uh today on the podcast, we'll be talking about Black Friday. Delius tamales, inflation, moms, the cowboys, should they take OBJ and ask the host a question? That's all coming up for you. But right now, with his
1: opening monologue, here's Gary Rodriguez. What's up, Gary? Hey, thank you, Billy. Merry Christmas. This is the Living Large Theater where admission is free. All you need is a sense of humor and a thirst for knowledge. Here we are, 1st of December, 2022. 1st of December, and Christmas is in the air. Christmas is in the air, and all advertisers see is money in the air. This is their best season of the year. People travel for Christmas. People have big meals for their family at Christmas, and people buy lots of gifts for Christmas. That's great. The only problem is none of these companies making money off you from your Christmas meal, food purchases, your Christmas travel plans and your Christmas gift purchases want to use the word Christmas. Instead, they expect you to be stupid enough to let it slide when they say, this holiday, get her that dream car with the turbo 990 or season's greetings. Now drop what you're doing, get on our fancy airplane and fly to the Bahamas for our winter wonderland experience or Come see our holiday parade. We're going to have 80 floats and movie stars read away that, but we're not going to call it a Christmas parade. You see what I'm saying? They're making billions of dollars off Christmas, yet they refuse to say Christmas for fear of upsetting the very few people who do not celebrate Christmas. But they sure want your Christmas money. And one retailer actually tried to uh, skirt the word Thanksgiving a few years ago. I went to the store for a pumpkin pie, I found the pumpkin pie, and the pumpkin pie was in a cardboard box. There were hundreds of them, and on each box, someone had stuck a little sticker on the outside that said, Happy Fall Gathering. I went absolutely ballistic. I called corporate headquarters and asked them, Why would you do that? And, of course, they gave me some mumbo-jumbo about diversity and that kind of shit, and then I said, Listen, There's millions of Americans who spend billions of dollars across the country on a big, beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know one American who spends money on a fall gathering. Not one. Then I said, in baseball, they call this an unforced error. You didn't have to stick the stupid little sticker on the box. You could have left it off the box and you still would have sold your pumpkin pies because you didn't want to use the word Thanksgiving. I say, screw that. If you're not going to use the word Christmas or Thanksgiving in your advertising, you can count Gary Rodriguez out as a possible customer for your product or service. I know my protest is not going to make or break anyone. And that's great because I'm not trying to make or break anyone. I'm just trying to bring attention to this idiotic way of thinking. I'm not going to stay quiet about this, and I hope you don't either. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, Gary. I understand what you're
0: saying okay but say like right now we're we're out, out of thanksgiving and now we're officially into the holiday season these are the holidays okay we got christmas coming up we got new year's coming up uh we got uh what the Kwanzaa coming up what else <laughs> we well, i i, I festivus, don't know we got festivus
1: uh, yeah, yeah. well I, I i know we also have hanukkah you know hanukkah and, hanukkah that's and, the one. and i have jewish friends and guess what they don't care about, uh, they, they don't fight the Christmas thing. I've got a friend who's a, a, a big time, uh, Jewish religious guy, and he'll say Merry Christmas, even though I don't believe the Jews celebrate Christmas. Okay. But for me, this is just me. Now I'm a happy holidays. You guy. know what, Billy, not to interrupt, but, but I, did. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you this whole thing that we're doing right now, I, you know, maybe we'll change the minds. I don't know. But I respect what you just said, where you said, this is how I, how I feel. And this is how I comport myself. And this is how I address this issue. And to me, a guy like you, who is a stand-up guy and explains why he's not really saying Merry Christmas to everyone, that that, that means a lot to me. But on Christmas Day, I will say Merry Christmas. A little late coming to the party, but okay. <laughs>
0: oh, that's how we're going to be, huh? Anyway, hey, Hey, Gary happy holidays to you and, yours, and, really. and merry
1: christmas to you let's talk let's talk about this past uh black friday man businesses complain that it didn't turn out as good for them as they thought it was you know, well guess
0: what nationally it was a record well for black but friday. they still
1: complained and i was thinking this no kidding it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to because why should people wait until black friday or cyber monday to buy things on sale when you started advertising your black friday prices four weeks ago back in early november <laughs> it doesn't make sense i know. Don't, don't cry about it if you're selling everything at half price uh starting november one it just doesn't make sense to complain okay here we go what are your thoughts about delia's and do you think that her bomb selling tamales are one of christmas's tastiest traditions oh yes yeah we I always we
0: always get about two dozen delias tamales they're,
1: they're they're great well bless
0: her heart mrs roach that was her responsibility margie's uh mother who passed away this last february she won't be with us this will be the first christmas that she won't be oh, with us man and she was always but delia's i can tell tamales. she's with you right here in, in spirit oh she will and and she would uh, get get a dozen pork a dozen chicken a dozen i mean we had tamales for days and man Atta they are so good they are and you know hats off to Dennis. but you know what uh, and your boys work at heb i got to give it up to heb yeah they're they're you know they're stepping up their tamale game because I, 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 um i was shopping one morning and I saw uh, usually when you go to HEB, they, they got them in the refrigerators. Yeah, you know the packs of tamales, a dozen tamales, and stuff for like seven ninety nine. Yeah. But, uh, when I went, there's a thing. I don't know if you go to the one here on uh, Freddy and and. I and,
1: typically go to the other one.
0: Do you? Yeah. Well, they have that little thing where you put the rotisserie chickens and all that. Well, they oh yeah, had, yeah, yeah. The little kiosk they had they had bags of tamales in the
1: kiosk that looked like they were freshly made. Oh. So I was, I'm going to tell you something. You can't go wrong with HEB heb has you know the best of everything and and that's their staying power do you remember when albertson showed up here back in the 90s you know they would come in and albertsons lasted about three or four years and everybody wonders why they didn't succeed and i tell everybody you could go to heb and find a can of pork and beans for 38 cents this is back in the 90s and you could go across the street to albertson's and find the same can of pork and beans for 45 cents or 50 cents. Now, not a big difference, but when you add up everything in the grocery cart, it makes a difference. And I just think that they did it to themselves because they showed up, they think the Albertsons name is some sort of uh, magical name that inspires uh, everybody to go shopping there. And for a while, I think they did put a little dent in HEB's bottom line, but HEB outlasted them. They did. That's because the
0: HEB super serves their core customers especially here in the Rio Grand Valley. I didn't know this, but my wife, she shops at the HEB on Klausner and they have different things. Yeah. For they, they tailor
1: their, their, their product to their community. It,
0: exactly. Yeah. And then they don't have it in the HEB. I go to the one where your sons work at, Yeah, you know, and I asked her and, and uh, we asked a friend of ours who works at HEB in the butcher shop. And he said, "What they do is they see what people are buying. They keep tabs of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And then they come back, and that's what they they uh, they uh, they sell and stuff like
1: yeah, that. Yeah. Try finding a wine that they sell at, or one of the wines they sell at Trenton HEB, at the Klosner HEB, and you're not going to find it. They don't carry it because their customers aren't looking for it. Okay, Gary, back
0: to tamales now. This is this is a serious question. Okay, I want you to get your 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 thinking
1: cap on okay can i make one in- interruption i mean i, okay. I hate to interrupt is it a, that's that's number two but go ahead <laughs> okay so we want you to ask us some questions uh while we're on the air this is crazy this is our first time trying this uh these are actual questions from listeners while we're on the air and it, you can send your question to livinglargetheater.com. You can ask me a question, you can ask Billy a question, or you can ask Billy 10 questions.
0: Livinglargetheater at yahoo.com.
1: Yeah, livinglargetheater at yahoo.com. And we'll
0: answer them here as soon yeah. as we get a couple in. Oh, anyway, So, Go ta- ahead. so uh, can I'm I sorry continue? to interrupt. I'm sorry uh, to interrupt. Okay. So, tamales, Gary. Okay. What's your favorite one? Pork. 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 Okay. Do you put the. Uh, what kind of
1: salsa you put on it? I don't do the salsa thing. I, you I, don't do salsa? I don't really? do the green or the red. I, I, really? Yeah. I don't know why. I think I mean, I'm am I'm weird for one. Uh, so, in
0: one setting, good. how many
1: do you have, Gary? I've had 12, but I tried to I, uh, but I don't want to Wait, 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 wait. I've had in 12, one setting? Yeah, in one setting. Yeah. Yeah, they were just so good. But I know that's not good for you. Uh and so now I try to keep it at 4.
0: Yeah, that's four that's me. 4,
1: four is a good, but I have done 12. Okay, I was, I was lonely that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I come from uh, the Puerto Rican culture, and our tamales are called pastelas. Okay. And you can't, uh, I got a friend of mine. So y'all gonna... stole
1: the idea, renamed it, and took it to well, the we
0: make Well, we make them with uh, bananas, green bananas. Some make them with this uh, plant called yuca, you know, and they put this stew in there, this, either stewy chicken or stewy pork. It's just really good. Wow. But they, but uh, there's some Puerto Rican families down here that make them. I mean, they're they're tough to make, but yeah, if you make them right,
1: hey, uh, just a basic tamales tough to make. Are yeah. you kidding
0: me? So, Man. Living Large Cedar podcast talking about tamales, the Christmas season. Billy Santiago, Gary Rodriguez here. We thank you for uh, tuning in to our podcast. We hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, Gary, you did. Uh, what did you do for Thanksgiving? As
1: as I did. A, I did a turkey and a duck. Did you, you did say, a duck. Did, huh? did you say protein? yeah yeah (laughs) wow my little scientist over here billy santiago yeah i did a, a turkey and a duck uh oh man they were both awesome they were and then we watched the cowboys game okay how did you cook the duck the duck, I put it in the uh, first of all. It was duck lorange, and it comes with you get the duck at HEB, twenty six bucks something uh-huh. like that for a seven pound duck. And you you cu- you cook it a little bit, then you baste it with some of the lorange sauce that comes in. Lorange, pat- what what is that, girl? It's what, orange sauce. Orange sauce. Orange. Yeah, it's that's how the French say orange. Larange. Yeah, yeah. Put some lorange sauce in there. So I baked it at uh, at four hundred, uh, you know, pretty hot because uh-huh. you want that skin to crisp up on the outside. And then after about the, an hour, you cover it and drop the uh, temperature to 350 and let it cook for another hour and a half. And, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things that I like. Uh, the family likes it. Uh, the duck is all dark meat. And, uh, and you know, it, it's become a tradition. So what was house. more leftover? Well, obviously the turkey. The turkey was 20 pounds. Really? Yeah, the duck was seven pounds. So, okay,
0: here's another question. How long did you go with leftovers?
1: Well, we're still at it.
0: Are you serious? Oh yeah,
1: that twenty-pound turkey rendered a bunch of turkey, so we had six for dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, freezed up the rest, and now in in, in the freezer bags, the little quart, right, quart man. gallon, or or uh, gallon freezer bags, and you know we're still pulling them out, and I love it because it's a lot of food. It didn't we try to waste very little? The dogs had a blast because once we. Uh, pulled all the meat off the big bones of the turkey we threw them out to the dogs and dogs just loved them, man oh yeah so they had a great thanksgiving too yeah so definitely we're the the duck is long gone Mm -hmm. uh and the the turkey and i think there's a little bit of stuffing left and and uh
0: yeah i had to i had to make some stuffing it was kind of a a last minute thing i wasn't going to make any stuffing my wife told me don't worry about it because her mom usually made it but since she wasn't with us this year so i stepped up and made some stuffing I found, a, I found a, a, a recipe online. I followed it and added my own little quirks to it, you know. But uh, we had a bunch of that left over. So that kind of told me, yeah, you know, Billy, you're second, yeah. but all no, that. <laughs> yeah, but that we did. We did a smoked turkey. My, my wife had a friend of hers, the butcher from HEB. He does catering on the side, and, he, and he's a, gr- a pit master. So he smoked the turkey for us, and we smoked the brisket. Oh, wow. And so we had How did that, that
1: turkey come out smoked? Oh,
0: man, it was good. We The only thing that was left over were the two legs and the
1: wings, everything else. I remember when I was a kid, I, I wanted the leg. And every turkey only has two legs. But I was gonna, when I was a kid, I was going to get one of them legs. So Really? Oh, yeah. So how much of the turkey did y'all have left? How just, big just, was it?
0: Just about that. I think it was a 10-pounder. Uh, oh, okay. It went. I mean, it was gone. And then, you know, we made plates for friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, the brisket was left over, and I gotta tell you, man, that brisket was good. I had the next day. I had I made uh, brisket baked potatoes. Uh, the day after
1: that, I made uh, brisket nachos. Oh wow! I even made leftover turkey uh, nachos. I'm gonna tell you something. You want to meet a food connoisseur, Billy Santiago? He is. Uh, get creative with it, man. Yeah, very creative. Very. Creative. Now
0: my kids look at it and go. Like my daughter, she'll look at it, she'll go.
1: What's
0: that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have at it, Pops. Well, hey, open up your
1: culinary mind, man, all right? <laughs> uh, have at it, Pops. Hey, let's talk about inflation. What the hell's going on, Billy? Hey, Gary, I noticed driving in, yeah? gas is at 255, Oh, that's cute, Billy, but it used to be 175. But, you know... Hey, come on, man! It was, we were paying what three something? Two sixty-five, man. Two you know, sixty-five, cute. But. Give Brandon a little credit, just a little credit. <laughs> why don't you? I won't, because when he came in, it was one seventy-five, man. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know what they're doing. They're he's probably, working on it, man. First of all, he's emptying these strategic oil reserves, which I think is a huge mistake. Second well, of that's all, that's why the gas is so low. And now they're buying. Well, I know it's artificially low, but I would rather pay a little bit more for gas and have gas in the strategic oil reserves. The other thing is now they're going to start importing importing more oil from uh, Venezuela, which, you know, they, they say they don't want to dirty the air, but it's okay. Do they think that the air that Venezuela is going to dirty by making more oil is going to stay in Venezuela? Of course not. It goes everywhere.
0: Did I ever tell you my Venezuela story? No, tell me. Okay. When I was in college, I lived in the dorm, Central Texas College in Colleen, and we did student exchange programs. And so we had a bunch of students from Venezuela Going to college there, it must have been fifteen of them. Oh wow! That lived in a dorm, and my God, Gary, these guys, man, because they 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 came from rich oil families. Man, these boys were spoiled. Man, they would drive around in nice cars. Man, and the women in the dorm are going crazy for me. Oh here, yeah! Here is this little Puerto Rican kid trying to, you try, know, <laughs> uh, try to get trying to trying to get a foot in the door. Yeah, man. <laughs> and these guys are blocking me left and right, man. I'm going. Uh, so I had, all... I had to move
1: out of the dorm, man. It's, it's about could, the Benjamins. Uh,
0: I'm telling you, man money talks and toro poopoo walks man you know that hey man. funny
1: you mentioned that because when i was in high school uh, up in dallas uh, back in the 70s suddenly a bunch of iranians showed up and they were from rich families and they were taking flight lessons at the local air force base there in uh, in grand prairie uh-huh. and fort worth carswell air force base and these guys showed up with tons of cash and they started wooing the women and the girlfriends and they would buy them cars and take them out for big dinners and i'm talking about just high school girls and suddenly the guys the the iranian guys started showing up a little bit disfigured and they quickly figured out you know your your money's good but leave the girl leave the cowgirls alone leave the ca- cowgirls to the cowboys and and uh that sort of went by the wayside
0: speaking of iran we beat them in the world cup just the other day gary what in what in Chess- soccer? Oh, with soccer. And soccer. And there was a big ruckus before the match, Gary. What happened, apparently, man? Iran wanted uh, the FIFA people to eliminate, to disqualify the U.S. from the World Cup. Why? Because there's shenanigans about disrespecting the Iranian flag and everything like that. And uh, the FIFA people said, you know what? Just go out there and play your soccer man. You, know you know why they know? call
1: them fans? The Fans is short for fanatic. So if you have a problem with a fan, you're the problem. Because a, fanatic, a fan is a fanatic for their team. And we're fanatics for our teams. I don't follow soccer. I don't. I don't even know. So the World Cup is going on now. Yeah.
0: Nah. Are uh, you not
1: watching it at all? At all. Are you? At all. I've, I've been watching matches here and there. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching the USA. Are you a matches. fanatic? Do you? Do you I throw, am not a fanatic. You throw I am, stuff. The World Cup is to me is like. Uh, NASCAR Daytona 500. Okay, you know I watch the Daytona 500. That's like the Super Bowl NASCAR. But you don't have a
1: race car. But right. Yeah, you
0: know I have a little model ones no. you buy. You know you get them in the Cracker Jack boxes. Yeah. But, but uh, you know the Iranian victory propelled the U.S. to the what they call the knockout round. You know what the knockout round? I it's, have no idea. It's the round of 16. We play the Netherlands on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Now, if we beat the Netherlands, that's a big deal
1: netherlands where's that that's up around that's, yeah. germany they, they, northern. They, they
0: wear those wooden crocs
1: uh like you the know. dutch
0: yes okay I think they're d-
1: like uh the dutch netherlands uh, copenhagen
0: around there yeah netherlands copenhagen you know what i wasn't very good in geography in uh, high school man, yeah so well, we'll, we'll you but you know anyway your, so you
1: know your world
0: cup yeah but uh you know argentina got upset france got upset uh our friends down South Mexico, even though they beat the, they won their last match. uh,
1: They were upset. Like they were up, they were mad or they
0: got beat. They, well, they were upset because they didn't make the qualifying 16. Oh, okay. Because Argentina, the, the, the word goes, Argentina would have to have another gold in order for Mexico to make it to the, knockout
1: round wow argentina didn't score three they scored two i believe yeah we've spent two minutes talking about soccer and i still don't know where we are on that that the u.s (laughs) is going on to the the round of 16. that's what you need to know hey hey hey, and you just say go
0: usa go usa i don't care
1: come on now i I can't i wish i could
0: but i can't you know i played soccer when i was in seventh grade yeah and i got kicked in the nagas
1: man Uh. after that, I said, you know what? This probably ain't for me, man. You know? I played soccer for the first time in Dallas. We had just moved from – I was going to a school in Mesquite. My dad moved us to Dallas. I go to a school in a tough neighborhood in Oak Cliff, Texas. Uh, it's called Rosemont Elementary. I'd never played soccer in my life. Played football everywhere. Played soccer. They put me uh, – and I'm there, and I didn't know that you – I didn't know. I'm fourth grade. I didn't know you couldn't touch the ball with your hands. So I catch a soccer ball and I throw it. And this this guy, I was in fourth grade. He was in fifth grade. He called me a fart blossom and I started crying. (laughs) He said, you can't touch the ball with your hands, you fart blossom.
0: Hey, listen to the Living Large Seder podcast. Billy Santiago, along with Gary Rodriguez. Got a question here.
1: This one's for you, Billy. Okay, hold on. Hang on,
0: hang on. Let me get get my thinking cap on. Oh, hold on. Okay, (laughs) I'm ready. I want
1: your spontaneous response. Okay, this is from Ruben in Corpus Christi. What's up, Ruben? How you doing? Do you know a Ruben in Corpus? Uh, No, I don't. Okay, so. Ruben says, how did you get your start in radio? And just to bring our listener up to speed, Billy and I spent many years at B104, all hit music and more, the number one station ever. I'm talking about before, then, and now. B104, all hit music and more, the number one station ever in the Rio Grande Valley. So, Bill, Ruben wants to know, how did you get your start in radio?
0: That's a good started, question, Ruben. I started at the college station at Central Texas College in Killeen. I was doing the jazz show on Tuesday and Friday nights. I would do. uh, Wow, I love jazz. I would do a a shift on the air where I would read top of the hour news. And I would do the weather every 15 minutes. It was a beautiful listening music station. Yeah, uh, you got a great voice for radio, man. But I remember the story. Gary. I was uh, playing my favorite. You could play like three instrumentals and one vocal. Okay. And so the vocals I always picked out were uh, the Carpenters bread. Sergio Mendez Brazil 66 this group called the Ray Conniff Singers oh yeah hey, that's them? a great
1: playlist Bill and and so you had one... me at the Carpenters I always had a crush on Karen Carpenter
0: really yeah so one time the PD comes into the control room while I'm on the air and he goes hey man I just got a call from the president of the university and he's saying that we're playing a lot of racing music on the air. I go what oh he goes that Brett song you were playing I'm going what make it with you
1: that was a great song it was. I love that song, yeah. But yeah. it was a
0: little, you know, make it with you. I mean, that, that I want to make, make it with, it with you. you. Right? Yeah. So I had to tone that down as far as instrumentals were concerned. You know. Yeah,
1: the little touchy president of the uh, of the university there. I mean, yeah. come on. So softy. I did
0: that for a while. And he was, I, hey, he
1: was That guy was officially America's first snowflake. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I got my first job on Top 40 Radio at the station called KIXS in Colleen and the very first song i played on top 40 radio was joe cocker's feeling all
1: right there you go great song great song so great that's how I got my stuff, and that's a good story so you know you used your educational platform to get into well, you know what better. gary when i graduated
0: from college i wanted to be a field tv producer okay i wanted to go on i wanted to work at cnn before cnn launched
1: yeah when and I then heard you, that they were yeah. looking for producers and stuff but trust my, me man radio is a lot more fun because in radio nobody sees you i'm taller on the radio i'm much better looking on the radio uh, definitely and, yeah. and i can go to the store without anybody you know bothering me i've seen tim smith at the store where you know he's got a little gaggle of people who go hey tim you didn't get the weather right the other day let me ask you this when, you,
0: when you're when you're checking out at a store uh-huh. do people say hey I've heard that voice somewhere
1: before. all the time yeah and i'm not bragging and, you know I'm just saying,
0: i haven't been on the air consistently since 2009 here in the valley
1: yeah and i still get that yeah i uh i was at the lee's pharmacy one time picking up uh some uh some medicine for my son and i just said uh here for a prescription for so-and-so rodriguez and uh the guy next to me goes were you on the radio and i said uh, yeah long long time ago hey a- and
0: they always ask, "Hey, whatever happened to the Mad Mexican?"
1: Yeah, yeah. Mad, Mad got mad and 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 he went away. Yeah. He went away. Hey, we want to thank Ruben for your question, Thanks, Ruben and Ruben. Corpus. Thank you so much. And Merry th- Christmas. Thank you for yeah. Happy Merry holidays. holidays.
0: <laughs> so Gary won't get all teed off. Yeah,
1: I will get teed okay. off. Hey,
0: we have another question coming in, Gary. This is from Sarah in Brownsville. Speaking of the Mad Mexican, she says, "How was it working?" with the mad mexican good question sarah thanks for listening and thanks for emailing your question if you have a question for us you can send it to the live in large theater podcast at yahoo.com that's live in large theater at yahoo.com that question was for me that question was for you how was it working with the mad mexican mad
1: was great you know uh mad is his own uh personality and obviously you have to have a personality to be an entertainer mad's biggest forte And Mad's biggest advantage was he knew how to work an audience. So he was a true entertainer. He did everything uh, correctly by the clock. Uh, You know, you know the clock as far as radio goes better than I do. I I was just doing the. I was only the news guy. I was fortunate to work with Matt. I'd come from overnights for two years at Easy 108 where we had played like elevator and dentist office music. And Dusty Hayes hired me. And next thing I know, I'm I'm going from overnights down the road to morning show down the road at B104 with the Mad Mex. And I, I learned a lot from him. I learned, you know, how to do things, how to do them well. When to do them, and most of all, I learned a lot of what not to do. Did you wear uh, tube socks? No. No. Okay. That, no. That, no. That wasn't, that wasn't your thing. No. 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 I didn't. I didn't. I never dressed. You know, I'm a boots and jeans kind of guy. Are you? Mad was a coach's shorts, uh, tube stock, Nike yeah. tennis shoes uh, kind of guy, and you know, but he was uh, he was a great uh, vehicle for me to learn. A few of the major things in radio. Did you? Did you ever meet Sarge? I met Sarge. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Sarge also is bigger on the radio, and yeah, he and, was a guy that uh, would call up Matt all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, and then they'd get into it, or they would just pat each other on the back. You know they. They had like mutual interest things going on right now, you know. So uh, Sergeant so man, Sergeant's man's living
0: in the retired life and up at El Paso. So I don't know. Yeah. If he's, he was. I don't know if he's working at Walmart, but I heard
1: he was, was. and that's a noble. That's a noble uh, venture working at Walmart. I mean, I don't hey, ever want to hear. Time,
0: you know, greeter. I don't want to hear
1: anybody put it down. I don't, I don't know if he gets on the mic. You know. Uh, you know, we have a,
0: we have a spill in uh, aisle six. Spill in aisle six, please. Yeah. I Bring them up mop in the bucket. Thank hey, you. Man. <laughs>
1: Okay, real quick, Bill, we're about to run out of time here. We want to talk about moms. Moms are magical. Moms are really what keep the country together. I think moms are God's gift to humanity. Moms keep it together for the rest of us to have peace of mind. Moms bring logic to every situation. Moms instill the values in us that keep us on track in social settings, education, and employment. Moms don't get enough credit, so this episode is dedicated to you, mom. The Living large Theater dedicated to mom.
0: My mom passed away two years ago, Gary. Oh, and man. I'll never forget the advice she gave me when I left home. I left home the day before Thanksgiving. She didn't give me the old wear,
1: wear, always wear clean underwear advice, did she? No,
0: no, no. It was about cooking. She ah. goes, she goes, Mio. In Spanish, she would say this to me. She goes, Mio, don't worry about making your own fried chicken. Just go to
1: churches and buy it, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was her advice, That's man. good advice, man. That's good. Hey, uh, may she rest in peace. Don't forget, you can email Billy and me at livinglargetheater at yahoo.com. We're about to wrap it up here for this segment and this episode of the Living Large Theater. I want to say as we sign off, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bill, close us Jerry, out. I want
0: to say to you, happy holidays. I hope you have a happy Christmas. And a Merry Christmas. And Happy Hanukkah
1: to our... And Happy our, Hanukkah. And to those who celebrate day. Uh,
0: Sure. Why not? Hey, rate our podcast. When you listen to it, rate it. Let us know how we're doing because we're always looking to improve. Also, leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to hear on our podcast. We we'll want to try to, you know, cover some things that you're interested in. Tell a friend and share the podcast with others. Really, we appreciate that. That'll help our, uh, our reach. And uh, we're always looking... For input, so send us your comments, good, bad, or indifferent, to livinglargetheater at yahoo.com. And we hope
1: you have an awesome week. The Cowboys play Sunday night against the Colts, Gary. Who you got? Uh, Cowboys, of course. And don't forget, you can always find us at Facebook at Living Large Theater.